0: uh hello and welcome to justice losers the most unqualified podcast talking entertainment
1: news and reviews i'm your host Preston, join us with my delightful co-host matt matt Matt, what should people do like subscribe and check out our tiktok also tell a friend i forgot to say that last time it's important tell your friends and now we have no
0: followers because nobody told their friends yeah
1: no check in on your friends see how they're doing yeah yeah they are doing a, okay. Make a little lunch date with them, you know. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, check us out on TikTok at yeah, Just Us Losers we're being, Pod. we're, we're, we're some getting some uh, high energy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, is that that it, Matt? What you been that's up to? I
1: got. So, I hate that you have to find out this way, live on air in front of our millions of listeners. Um, but I don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't. I just I don't like you anymore. Okay. That that's it. Oh. Yeah.
0: Because I haven't read Lord of the Rings yet.
1: Partly.
0: I'm going home. Oh, well, I have the keys. It's going to be a long-ass walk. Well, here we are. So now I'm going to talk about my theory about how open-world video games are going down. How they're, they're crumbling. Everyone's making open-world. Oh, you're back!
1: All right, how did that make you feel?
0: Uh, <laughs> Sadder than it should, given that I know it was a joke.
1: I know, <laughs> I legitimate that was what I meant when I said I was going to play into your dark, deepest darkest fears because I know, you're a dick. Isolate, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why was that?
1: Because uh, I watched the Banshees of Inisharen. What The f- what? Uh, it's a it's a movie um, directed by Martin McDonough, who I probably just mispronounced his name. Um, you might know him as the director of uh, In Bruges and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Um, I have heard of those. Uh, also, Seven Psychopaths, which you haven't heard of, although I did I actually I did name drop it two yeah. weeks ago. So um, you have heard of that one. Uh, yeah, probably one of my favorite it's living directors. Christopher
0: Walken in it, isn't it? Doesn't it?
1: Yes, that's why I brought it up. Nice. Um, two weeks ago. Me. Yeah. Look at you. Your memory's not completely shot at this point. Oh, it's mostly there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, it's set in a small Irish village on the island of Inisharan, uh, Inisharan i'm gonna pronounce this wrong all episode it's just you're gonna to have to live with it is the burp part of the name yes all right it's like some of those african languages where you have a, a clicking sound
0: boy you got real close to some racist <laughs> stuff right there
1: <laughs> it's just a it's a non-letter sound yeah 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 so uh, set on a small irish village on the island of inisheran in the 1920s Colin Farrell plays the main character, um, and one day he wakes up and his best friend, played by Donald Gleeson's dad, forgetting his first name, Brendan, yeah, Brendan Gleeson, we about got to say there. Brian, Matt, I Moody. Uh, his best friend has decided that they don't want to be that he doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. Oh, he's just does not want to have a relationship with him anymore. Okay, and then it just kind of goes from there.
0: Hmm. That's depressing
1: yeah a little bit
0: never gonna watch that movie it
1: would yeah so did
0: you actively know we've talked about that Mm -hmm. that that's my fear yeah yeah yeah
1: that's
0: why all my nightmares are Kalen leaving me
1: yeah it's uh it's
0: annoying, honestly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, this is uh I watched that movie because I, I had known that it was coming out and I'd seen the trailers and was mm-hmm. excited for it. Um but I watched it specifically this morning with the intention of doing that bit. Great. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh yeah, no, so um there's not a ton of plot. It's kind of just uh Brendan Gleason's character cuts off the friendship. And lays out his reasons, and Farrell, Colin, Farrell, Colin Farrell's character uh, has trouble coming to terms with that, and things escalate from there. In some surprising ways, um, it feels all like it logically follows from itself, um, but if I explained the ending to you, which I'm not going to do because, spoilers, uh, you would be very curious as how they got from point A to point B. Right. So,
0: Is it mostly just follow the two of them or are there like several other side characters that kind of interact? Like uh it's mostly the, friends it's mostly stuff? the
1: two of them. Uh Collins Farrell's character has a sister played by I forgot to look this up because I'm bad at my job. Um she is uh Carrie Condon.
0: Is that like multiverse Kevin Conroy?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right she's uh mike's daughter-in-law on uh uh better call saul Mm. that's why i had a strong impression of her in a kitchen looking frazzled interesting she does that a fair bit in that show okay um it's a good show not the movie i'm talking about um yeah so carrie condon uh plays colin farrell's sister who kind of has her own hopes and dreams and fears and neuroses and sort of tries to get involved as a a broker between the two to figure out what's going on and mm-hmm. help them see eye to eye again. Um, Barry Keoghan, of course, is in it because nice. you can't make an Irish movie without including him these days, yep. and plays yet another just completely wacky character. <laughs> he's uh he's he's basically a a horny idiot. Nice, <laughs> um, and just so is, the Joker yeah and, um <laughs> wait <laughs> um, you and i've been reading very different joker comics <laughs>
0: i she just that just reminded me that the harley quinn uh podcast just dropped oh like two days ago oh sweet i need to listen to that cool i'm gonna coma myself and just listen to that <laughs> nice
1: um anyway uh yeah um uh, barry Kogan's in it um he's got so many just wacky little mannerisms and ways he says things. It's just, he's having, he's a really fun actor. Cause he does things so differently. And he always, he feels just a little outrageous, but like in the sort of way that a real person feels just a little outrageous. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of actors, they do kind of a whole larger than life thing and it's a little artificial and he does his version of it. It's like, yeah, I've, I've met people like this. Uh-huh. They've, uh, made me kind of uncomfortable but I've met them
0: like the, are you, so what do you mean? Like larger than life? Like the people that emulate anime, like man, no, I mean like, I
1: mean like, um, actor, actor performances or sometimes So I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, William Shatner. Like, oh, that's not yeah. a, that's not a normal human being. That doesn't yeah. feel like a normal human being. It works in the context of the the world and the script. Well, he's
0: got a lot of practice doing not Shatner, uh, Barry Keoghan's right. got a lot of practice doing freaking Yorgos Lanthimos movies, same yeah. thing with Colin Farrell, where it's like, yeah. you gotta somehow make w- this into something that is somewhat real. Yeah. yeah. So
1: he's he's really good. He's captivating. He's it, it's kind of he, he's on screen the perfect amount where you're like, this is a really interesting character, and I uh I I'm made uncomfortable by him, but also I sympathize with him or I guess empathize for him a little bit more he's just he's kind of a loser okay um he's Colin Farrell's sort of friend sort of just hang around um but there's twists and turns with his story in particular too gotcha. that sort of intersect with the main story
0: I then Colin Farrell and uh Barry Keoghan like hang out because there are a lot of movies together
1: uh I bet Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson hang out
0: I guess they're yeah
1: Cause they, I mean, they were in in Bruges together in two thousand nine.
0: Yeah, it's so weird to me that actors are friends with each other, because you know coworkers.
1: Yeah. Around each other. Yeah. And yeah. That happens.
0: Anyway, continue.
1: Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Uh. It's really, really good. Um. It is definitely unsettling, mostly on sort of a moral level of you kind of understand the perspective of both characters, but you don't really like it. Mm-hmm. Brendan Gleeson's character, I think is much more sympathetic, but he's also kind of drawn as the bad guy. Cause he's not the point of view character, Right, but he's just a sort of a more, I don't want to say likable guy. Cause he cuts off his friendship with his buddy at the start of the movie. That's the whole point of it. Um, but you kind of, you understand his motivations and he's he's sort of got a lot more going for him as a person, I guess. Um, whereas Colin Farrell's character is just kind of a, a lovable loser. Yeah, gotcha. calls himself a happy lad a few times. Okay. And you you kinda you feel bad for him, but also like he's just what has he got going for him? And he, he's he does some very dumb things and you're kind of screaming at him the whole time. So it's uh it, it's just and it's uncomfortable the the way the tension sort of escalates between them. Mm-hmm. Lots of pretty shots of the Irish countryside. Nice, always a plus. Um, yeah, just some very interesting themes that don't get tackled very often, but I think are kind of relevant. Just about um, isolation and um, masculinity. Mm. Sort of. It might all be a Brexit metaphor, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really get that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, very solid movie. Um, probably like a, a firm eight for me oh yeah um it's got a lot of the martin mcdonough trade trademark um it is dark it is funny it's probably not something you could quite characterize as a dark comedy um but the way he does dialogue is really funny it's a lot of repetitions and they just there's a there's a great moment where uh colin farrell's character is talking to the uh, the bartender at the local pub and the bartender's friend is also sitting there and the bartender and his friend kind of look alike and they basically have the exact same conversation with mm. colin farrell <laughs> it's uh it's a good time nice but yeah it's uh it's uncomfortable but good nice we'll put it we'll put it like that
0: uncomfortable but good
1: that's me yeah all right anything else uh how i met your father is back
0: i've been seeing it on things yep
1: yep uh i feel like it's kind of picking off where the the last season left off you know picking off picking up where where the last season (laughs) left off it's uh pretty enjoyable it's probably not quite as memorable as its predecessor and i i still question um how relevant it would be if it weren't piggybacking off how i met your mother yeah we do get a second cameo, which is, it's a sort of a flash forward to there will be a cameo. It's
0: Barney, isn't it? Yeah. I saw that clip. Yep. Good old TikTok.
1: Yep. TikTok spoils everything. Yep. Like your information security.
0: was <laughs> <laughs> it? To, someone, oh, I was talking to our friend Brendan about it, who's yep. the the person who's like, who sends people Instagram reels that are TikToks that were viral two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and we are talking about, I was like, why do not why, why you a do this? very Brendan thing to do. And, and he's just like, you know, I, don't, I just don't want, like, the Chinese stealing my information. I'm like, my guy. And uh, this goes out to everyone who has that argument, that they don't get TikTok because they don't want Chinese stealing the uh, their mm-hmm. information. Specifically to people who say that, but are the people who still go on Instagram reels. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chinese are stealing it from TikTok? Not, but let's assume they are. Mm-hmm. Um Instagram is selling your information to the Chinese. Yeah. If you're on Instagram, you're at least putting money in other people's do- pocket <laughs> for your information. <laughs> Might as well just give it for free yep. and at least be with the trends. Yep. And he had pretty <laughs> nothing to say. He's like, that is a very good point. <laughs>
1: Or simple solution: Don't do any of them. They're bad for your attention span and are destroying our it humanity. It is one
0: hundred percent awful for your attention span. Yep. Although I will say, it's it's bad for your attention span unless. Now nah, I don't know where I was going with that. They have ten have minute the TikToks span now. To come up
1: with a coherent point.
0: They have ten. Well, I was gonna say they have ten minute TikToks now.
1: Oh, so it's just becoming YouTube.
0: It's becoming YouTube, but like I do. It's. I mean, I'm sure it does have. Effect on your attention span, but it's also like I scroll past things that just don't interest me. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's it's not really like to me. It's it's not really about my attention span. And can I like stay and watch it? Because every four days, you'll see like a TikTok. So it's like, hey, this is to test your attention span, and I can go through the whole thing. Great,
1: you passed the I, self-imposed
0: test. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, but I don't know. i just not going to fight it. Okay, I'll have a short attention span. Except I totally don't have a short attention span because if I can sit for 30 hours pretty much straight mm-hmm. coding a video game, I think I'm all right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny because I've realized I actually do have a pretty short attention span. So I've played six-hour chess games. Mm-hmm. But I don't sit there and think for 6 hours. I sit there and think for 3 minutes, make my move, and then I walk around. Cuz I don't have the attention span to spare at the, stare at the board that long.
0: I wonder what like I want to read into studies about attention span because I have a strong feeling that attention span, like, mm-hmm. "quote attention span unquote" is something that is like widely misconstrued
1: probably. Cuz like Everything I feel like is. that's
0: common. Like that yeah. it's just like Nobody can sit and focus intently on one individual thing for longer than, like, five minutes. I feel like that's have not you true.
1: my wife? No,
0: but I feel like even <laughs> she, like, like, it's...
1: You know what she did when she was in school? And what she would consider a really invigorating day? Oh, God. Getting up at 6.30 in the morning to be on campus by 8 and studying for 12 hours straight.
0: But when she was studying for 12 hours straight, she would, like... Read me, like be reading something, and mm-hmm. like at some point we'll like get up and do like or like not, not get up really. But, like, I mean, I feel like people can pay attention, but like a yeah. normal person. Are shame, you saying
1: my wife's not normal? One hundred percent, your wife is not normal. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> like a normal
0: person should not be shamed for not being able to focus in on something all the time. For a long periods of time, I think also, they should. It has a lot, a lot to do with interest. Like, it's true. if someone's just like, "Ah," oh, can your attention span? Like, I'm just gonna sit here and watch me for one minute. Okay. Like, I'm not I'm using an example. Like, I'm not gonna do that. I don't care. Like, it's it's an interest thing. I don't want you to sit here and stare at me for one minute. Stop. I didn't.
1: I, I didn't mark what time I started, so this is just happening. <laughs> you better lean into it.
0: Uh, i'm over that conversation anyway okay
1: uh, <laughs> sounds good uh how i met your father anyway yeah. um yeah uh, cut
0: all of that out
1: i thought it was interesting and relevant <laughs> <laughs> uh i just hope the people have the attention span for it that joke <laughs> won't make any sense if he cut it out that's true but it um, has
0: so much power
1: yeah uh anyway how i met your father i realized what the problem with it is though why whether or not it functions as a standalone show why it is only merely a good show and not a great show like I'm Not Your Mother? Okay. It doesn't have a villain.
0: Interesting. Who's the villain in I'm Not Your Mother?
1: Ted Mosby.
0: I yeah I have heard that argument. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's uh he's up there with the all time great TV villains uh, along with um, Rory Gilmore and um, oh I'm blanking on the other one. This is embarrassing. Oh uh, Michael Scott.
0: Right, where it's, like, it's like one of the main characters, but, like, it's yep. just their and incompetence or Or pride or pig-headedness, yeah. yeah,
1: is so destructive to people around them that they, they really are the villain. They're the yeah. people, the person against whom everyone else is trying to, uh, desperately to arrange their lives. Mm. Um, and How I Met Your Mother, How I Met Your Father has some admittedly poorly adjusted people, but it doesn't have an out-and-out villain the gotcha. same way, which... Rewatching How I Met Your Mother, which we're doing for the third time because great show. Mm-hmm. Um, rewatching it knowing what the ending is and with the perspective that Ted is the villain all along, very much more satisfying. Interesting. Very interesting twist on it.
0: Interesting. Sounds like a really depressing ending that he gets the girl at the end. Uh or do we just not talk about that?
1: Well, no, I mean, so, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm leading up to. It's not depressing. It's more just like, oh, man, dang it. Forces of joy and light <laughs> lost out again.
0: So depressing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: kind of. <laughs> Have you ever heard of S- the movie Slaughterhouse? Question mark?
1: Not with that particular punctuation.
0: So there's a horror movie okay that so talking about how every halloween amc would do these like big horror movie montage things Uh and i'd stay up at the time super late until what maybe like 10 (laughs) yep uh watching them (laughs) there was this one called slaughterhouse okay that was the first time i've ever seen a movie not with a happy ending Ooh. because like the last shot is the murderer like Coming up to the car where mm-hmm. the kid is still like, is there hiding, mm-hmm. and then smashes the window in, and like the protector of the kid, or I, I can't remember the details about it, mm-hmm. uh, but like, <laughs> it's literally like that the murderer won. Okay. And like, I was like, can, do, can stories end bad? Yeah. And like, that was, a, I, I was, I don't know, maybe like 12 when that, when I watched that. So I was like, real confused that that happens. And so, because of that movie... Are you looking it up?
1: I'm trying to find it.
0: Uh, It's Slaughter something. Like, Slaughterhouse, Slaughter... I don't know. know.
1: It's not Slaughterhouse Rules with a Z from 2018. (laughs) No. Starring Asa Butterfield for some reason.
0: Uh, Anytime I ever hear or see or think of a movie that has, like, a not happy ending... I immediately think of that, just, like, that last shot of just her, like, bashing in the car window. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I, it's a permanent memory that will always be there. Okay. And I don't even know what that movie is, like, or if it's, I bet there, it's awful.
1: There is a movie from 1987 called Slaughterhouse. I'm going to read you the IMDb description here and you tell me if this is Oh, it. I don't even know if I remember the... Any of the movie other than that last shot Okay this, so we'll, this is we'll try. reasonably Distinctive uh, the owner of a slaughterhouse Facing foreclosure Instructs his obese and mentally disabled Son to go on a killing spree against The nope. people who want to buy his That's property girl. Okay. I do um, remember that bit I don't know what to tell so,
0: I'll, I'll, uh, are you Do you have anything else to, That you've been up to
1: uh, I had something interesting I was going to contribute to the discussion Oh um gladiator Had that same impression on me um cuz it was it was my first R-rated movie. Um I was probably 11 or so at the time. Uh-huh. Um and it uh it, it's not a a tragic ending, but the good guy dies and I had that same realization of holy crap, you can end a story like that. That is nuts. And then every single story I wrote for the next 2 years had a <laughs> <laughs> depressing ending. <laughs> but it's uh, that it, it there's probably some really interesting research on that phenomenon of kids discovering that stories can have an unhappy ending. Yeah. Oh, I made myself sad. It's probably not very effective on kids that have had a traumatic upbringing. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oof.
0: I'll find it eventually. Yep.
1: Um, it probably exists, and it's probably not a movie you hallucinated into existence.
0: I am... I really hope not. That wouldn't be the first time my memory lied to me. Yeah? I told you that story? Have I told the story on the podcast?
1: Uh, You've told many stories on the podcast, Uh, as it turns out. Uh, I The the track story?
0: Yeah. Well, it was... uh... Uh, I have multiple track stories as well. (laughs) One of them not telling on the (laughs) podcast. I combined a memory of being on the track and field team that was state runner-up and being on the sprinting team, like on 4x4. Mm Mm-hmm. Into one where I was a four by four state runner up, mm-hmm. and it was like I was like I would always tell that story when I moved to Oklahoma. I'd be like, yeah, I was like I did this, like I'm good at sprinting, like I had this idea mm-hmm. of that, and then remembered being state runner up, being cold. Mm-hmm. But then when I was on on the sprinting team, it was hot, mm-hmm. and I was like, those were different <laughs> years. What have I not? I've been lying to people for years. <laughs> it was bad wow uh anything else
1: no i think that's it i finished reading uh dead astronauts which i didn't really talk about on here
0: dead ass
1: it's a weird book it's a really intensely weird book um, okay so it's it's by the same guy that wrote the uh jeff vandermeer same guy who wrote the southern reach trilogy upon which the movie annihilation is based
0: yes i remember you talking about that yeah
1: um i think i told you about it in the car last time so we didn't even get oh, there. Yeah. um Yeah, so um, it's a dystopian future. There is the capital C company that pollutes everything and Mm. does a bunch of shady um, bioengineering stuff. Um, And then there are these three revolutionaries that go to try to take down the company. And that sounds all nicely straightforward, except the first chapter is from the perspective of a prophetic blue time-traveling fox. It takes a little breakdown in the middle to go into the perspective of a fish or a a behemoth properly.
0: It sounds like a love death and robots episode
1: a little bit. Um, and then it (laughs) drops into the perspective of a homeless woman for a while and then drops back into the perspective of the Fox and kind of reads like a first draft the whole way through. Um, there's a lot of things where it's like, okay, that's what Hmm. I, I can't tell if it is intricately constructed and every word is, perfectly placed or it is just word vomit first draft hit send because no one can understand it anyway yeah i mean it's it's like you know what the story is um you know what the character's doing and what's going on roughly um there's some elements of the world building that are a little hard to conceptualize from what you're given but it's it does strike home in places it gets a little just sort of soapboxy toward Mm -hmm. the end about environmental degradation classic yeah. sounds like tolkien sort of but like less character driven it's more just like here's a chapter where i'm going to explain why this is bad
0: hmm. all right
1: yeah so i don't know i don't know how to feel about it <laughs> um i it it's a book that made me feel like i was bad at reading again interesting um maybe
0: you're just bad at reading
1: it's entirely possible that I am just bad at reading. I just built up bad habits from the way I learned to read. And it's a very unsettling feeling for me because I don't remember being bad at reading. Interesting. Like, I learned to read young enough and learned to read well young enough that I cannot remember being bad at reading. I can't remember not being able to read stuff. Hmm. Um,
0: well, I can tell you from current experience, it's yeah. not that bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not being able to read. Yeah. So, my next book I started, which is not at all relevant for this podcast um it's uh it's actually more of a lengthy pamphlet i guess <laughs> um okay <laughs> uh it's by uh Vasily Kandinsky, the artist he draws the like lines and geometric shapes and calls them compositions. You definitely look up Kandinsky and you'll recognize the the paintings, but it's uh called the um concerning the spiritual in art condensed Um, milk
0: oh yeah Yeah. okay
1: yep yep there's the reaction I was looking for I know Um, what condensed milk is yeah um (laughs) yeah so it's uh he he's just he's got kind of his artistic philosophy um and it's you know heavy German philosophy and I'm understanding it and I'm enjoying it so I can read I know I do know how to read dead astronauts is just philosophy yeah
0: you're reading philosophy yeah
1: and I'm enjoying it I just I found someone I agree with, so I think he's right about everything, Kandinsky and it's
0: great. philosophy. Let's see what he's. I'll yeah, what he I'll loan you
1: the book once I'm done, or the lengthy pamphlet.
0: Uh, uh, do you have general kind of schools of thought names? That Not you'd... even
1: slightly. All right. I mean, it's it's specifically concerned with aesthetics and art. Um, he's gotcha. Uh, he's very interested in the idea that um, the role of art is to convey something deeply felt. And spiritual is is his particular term. I've thrown around transcendent before, referring to a similar idea. And uh, th- this is something that um, sort of supersedes the mere representational associations you make with, you know, a naturalistic picture or a written word, something like that he describes it as like the, the feeling you get when a piece of music just really cuts through, you know, that kind of mm. gut drops out of your stomach and you get chills and it's, it's not quite ecstasy. It's not quite terror. It's not quite uh, sadness. It's just a, a huge pang of something. And Kandinsky's really concerned with this idea is important. How do we convey this idea? So,
0: so he's vaguely impressionist. Like he's not impressionist his art is not impressionist. his art is
1: not impressionist but, but he, he, he sort of he, he runs does, he, parallel he does talk about the impressionists kind of as a um sort of a, a jumping off
0: point right kind of like um, a, he says, a, a, these a were, fundamental respect of impressionism these were
1: the these were the first faltering steps in the direction right. of a spiritual and art the impressionists were able to capture bits of this spiritualness yeah. in art kind of Took that step
0: forward from yeah, and classical he took the logical art. leap. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think my big issue I'm going to end up having with it is I think visual art is much less suited for that sort of transcendent spiritual emotion. Um, I don't know, man. That freaking
0: red sailboat on the blue painting.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> I that. <laughs> punched me in the brain. <laughs> I punched
1: all of us. That was one of the coolest experiences that I've ever had as a human. Okay, we need to we need to just tell this story yeah. a little bit. Uh you can do it. Okay. So we're we were in New Orleans. Uh just a We a being of, like a group no, of a group our friends. A group of our, group of our friends of were yeah. in New Orleans. Both of us were in this group. Um interestingly, this is the last day that New Orleans was open in March 2020 before it was. Yes, closed it down. was.
0: I always forget that bit.
1: Yeah. Kind of a fun <laughs> little twist on the story. So half of the group are our half Went back to the house early. This is not relevant to the story. Completely it's just irrelevant. kind of fun. And apparently the city just kind of went nuts partying, yeah. which in like at the moment I was exhausted and not really feeling it. I was just like, I want to go chill out. But in yeah. retrospect, that's an experience I want to yeah, have. Half have.
0: the group came back absolutely smashed. And we're like, that was the most fun we've ever had. And I'm like, oh, we were, we were like, oh, yeah, I'll oh, dang it. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway. So during this day where things were still open, we were you know just walking around doing the things, going to Cafe Du Monde and. Going into the hot pepper shops and uh, doing doing all the typical touristy things and checking out the shops, and we're walking down I don't know one of the one of the prominent streets, mm-hmm. um, and there's an art gallery with the the doors open, and so you can just kind of see some of the art inside, and simultaneously our entire group stopped in their tracks. <laughs> there's a there's a big painting right in the sort of very prominently displayed right toward the front, and it's um it's a boat. Um, in sort of a marshland area and the entire background backdrop is red with little black detailing just a very bright gripping red and the boat itself is a little pale blue thing in the middle among this black detail and this red hellscape yeah and it's it, it was just it was a jaw dropping just all of us in our tracks and cluster around and just take a moment to collectively like Whoa!
0: Yeah, i i i stood by. I stood in front of that painting for like probably what felt like a solid like five minutes, just like staring it at it.
1: Might well have been. <laughs> um. Yeah. Hey, there's that attention span.
0: Yeah. Ah, it's just that was like the first time that I've actually had. A personal respect for art mm-hmm. like like that was the first time I'd be like oh art can speak to people and like yep. the kind of understanding that like not all art speaks to all people yeah. but like everyone will find one eventually not yeah. everyone has the chance to find one eventually if you just gotta yep. of keep your eyes open and stuff like that and we like looked up i I don't remember the name you don't remember the name i don't know if you i i that.
1: have um I have downloaded on my phone a screenshot of that same painting
0: cool um so, I, like we I'm have sure
1: I could backtrace it. Yeah,
0: we've got at least that. But like it was not cheap.
1: I <laughs> I legitimately was intending to buy it if it was less than two thousand dollars. Oh, but it was, it was like
0: one of those things. that was like it didn't even list the price.
1: I think no, I think it was. Yeah, I think they didn't list the price. And I think I looked it up and I think a similar one by the same artist went for like twenty thousand.
0: Yeah. you have to ask you can't afford it kind of thing (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: there were some there were some smaller ones that were kind of similar in the same series basically that i think um were priced at like eight or nine thousand dollars yeah off. so yeah um but yeah art (laughs) i'm not usually that into material possessions but at that moment i wanted a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) yep that's art anyway i didn't mean to talk about kandinsky on this but (laughs) yeah also by the way art is objective and Preston is wrong so
0: we have we're 30 weeks away from that being half of the existence of this podcast (laughs) ago
1: nuts
0: (laughs) oh boy uh we've been doing this for a long time yep anything else
1: uh I think that's all I got
0: all right I don't have a whole lot so it's fine uh So, Kaelin and I finished the first season of Legend of Korra. Okay. How Uh, is it? It is good, and the studio interference is obvious. Oh, no. So, I thought, going into it, that the show didn't succeed because it wasn't very good, and people got upset that they like tried to go into like a gay relationship probably at the end and like people there's like Mm. backlash and stuff like that sure um and so i was going into it be like well this isn't gonna be like this is gonna be like fine it's not gonna be good and i was like consistently impressed okay and like it got to the end of the first season and it wrapped up with a nice neat bow lovely and I was like, that was actually a pretty good season. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I wonder if it like gets worse or what. But like, yeah. also, going off of what Last Airbender is like, that wrapped up with a nice, neat bow. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. And I looked it up. 100% of the problems with the show were because of Nickelodeon being afraid of a f- woman character.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: literally like everything like so they like the writers didn't know if they would have a next season every single season and so they wrote every single season to be its own story oh no and like and you could tell like they they didn't take the risk to set anything up because they figured uh nickelodeon would shut them down Mm -hmm. like they started to hint so the whole thing with the gay relationship like they started to set that up Uh and then literally they Nickelodeon canceled the show, not canceled the show. Pulled it off the air halfway through season 3 and the entirety of season 4 aired online. Oh. Nickelodeon is the problem with that show. Okay. The show is actually not that bad. If you look at like IMDb scores, which is kind of like a that's
1: a good general Ballpark
0: metric. understanding of what yeah. it is. Hold not on. a single episode drops below 8. Wow okay. Like they are like they're not like all like just as good. It's not like yeah. as like Pedestal deserving as Last Airbender
1: also should point Out TV show ratings on IMDB are always Just a little inflated anyway
0: well it's like Per episode like right
1: uh, episode Ratings also are inflated Um, Like it's but still that's a That's a good benchmark the
0: show is like Is pretty freaking good Okay and it just pisses me off so Much retroactively Uh, That Nickelodeon did that because it was Like literally I was reading this full article About like the writers talking about this like it was Literally that like Nickelodeon was nervous about the reception of a powerful female protagonist.
1: When did this show air?
0: Uh, if I had to ballpark, I'd say like 2008 to 2012.
1: Okay. That was my impression.
0: Wow. Um, which, so being upset about that, enjoying the show, and knowing now if it like studios are less nervous about female, strong female characters, never mind wiping that part because that doesn't matter at this point knowing that studios are more comfortable green lighting chunks of seasons at a time mm-hmm. makes me more optimistic about the next series of avatar with the yep. earthbender and like having the writers behind it yep. that I feel like cause it's oh we don't know where it's gonna be it, it's not Netflix is it it's gonna be paramount no
1: Where is it? I don't know where it's going to
0: be. Where did they announce where that show's going to be? I know nothing. I'm the one who should know this. Yep. I don't know. I feel like show writers have enough, like, force behind them Mm -hmm. in the grant scheme of writing TV shows Mm -hmm. that these writers probably were able to get approval of multiple seasons and can start writing multiple season arcs. But, like, season one is genuinely pretty good all right um there's some like things here and there it's it's mostly pretty predictable there's some Mm -hmm. like flips every once in a while but like it's like flips it's it's pretty good like
1: the acrobatic kind of flips or like the pratfall kind of flips yes good
0: uh (laughs) and some pancake flips uh i don't actually think there's a single pancake pancake flip
1: that'd be a little surprising
0: but no i i it's a it's good we just started watching the second season but we're not very far into it. All right. Uh so that's that. Uh we also watched The Good Nurse. Not to be confused with The Good Doctor that's mm-hmm. about a what 16-year-old uh doctor with autism I think. Yeah. Uh so The Good Nurse is about Charlie Cullen. Okay. Who was a nurse operating in New England area. Mhm. Worked in I think 9 hospitals. Okay. Over the course of 16 years. Okay. And is convicted of killing 26 people. The number is probably closer to like 400. Oh. Uh one of those. What a wild thing to learn about through like a movie like it's like yeah. that uh so netflix it's a netflix original movie uh-huh uh they also have so that came out like a month ago yeah. if less than okay uh they also recently released a documentary about him mm-hmm. um but this was back in the early 2000s that he was caught okay um and it's got so charlie colin is played by eddie redmayne okay who i don't know if you've ever said this or if we've ever said this or like if people acknowledge this that man is a diverse actor okay like expound so he plays charlie Colon. right it was this kind of like uh kind of self like or like uh uh what's the what i'm looking for kind of it, it retreats he's not a, it's
1: isolated isolated it's not the word you're looking for kind of like it's...
0: uncomfortable person mm-hmm. not very social stuff yeah. like that but like also like kind of nice mm-hmm. uh but like has this thing in his brain and a little,
1: like uh um killer be killed kind of demon kind of situation
0: yeah a little bit i don't know it's it's hard to explain like it's uh it's he's it's just it, it, he's a psychopath like it, mm-hmm. he's an actual murderer who mm-hmm. like has is such a like has this face of just kind of this niceish but awkward guy mm-hmm. and like he plays that so well he's usually i feel like he's awkward in a lot of the shows he, he's kind oh, of things always plays. awkward yeah, but like it's the what's behind his eyes that is mm. so different in everything he does that mm-hmm. like it's just he a phenomenal p- performance from him on this one uh-huh. and then Jessica Chastain plays uh-huh. the woman who. In real life, they dated, mm-hmm. but I don't think they did that. They didn't do that part in the movie, mm-hmm. and she is absolutely amazing as well. Great as always, which is yeah to be expected from her. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good drama. Like so, the two of them were absolutely phenomenal performance. Uh-huh. I feel like it didn't. I feel like the problem it has is like it. I, I I've acknowledged in the past and recent months that like I put too much stake on getting a twist mm-hmm. in the end. Yep. But like this one was basically just kind of like the set. It, it 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 doesn't do a twist obviously because mm-hmm. it's kind of as a story. I feel right. like they can't really make a twist of this movie because if, a lot of people may know the story. Right. I didn't know the story. I thought it was a fictional story until I looked it up. And also the way they said like Charles colon. Like just the way the movie mm-hmm. approaches it seems like a way that thing like cameos play out mm-hmm. in movies, and so like I kind of got it early on in the movie. I was like, oh, I think this is based on a true story. It was pretty, pretty continuous, like pretty just like straightforward. Like I,
1: okay, yeah, it's a movie.
0: Yeah, that's uh, right. hey, they're suspicious about this guy, and then he gets caught. All right. yay! Uh, great acting. It was wild to learn that happened mm-hmm. and reading about it is terrifying yeah and also makes me horrified to go into hospitals yeah even though literally everything is different from the way that it operated back then like right they fixed every single thing that allowed that to happen
1: yep um but you still are Putting, it's still nerve wracking. Yeah, no, you're you're putting your your life and your health in the hands of complete strangers and trusting in their good nature.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: usually that's the right call, but
0: I do like how they. there, there was one kind of like, not really twist. So the good doctor. For like most of the movie, it's not really a twist. For most of the movie, they like kind of make you think that they're saying that he's a good doctor because he's like he's or a good nurse because mm-hmm. uh, like they constantly say he's a good nurse because apparently mm-hmm. he was like very good at his job with the exception mm-hmm. of you know the, putting the murders in murder. Uh, so like they kind of make it seem like that he's like the titular good nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but does does Daniel Craig do a cameo where he says you are a good nurse? In his Benoit Blanc voice? He does not. Okay. Can't, can't watch it. <laughs>
0: um, But by the end, they reveal that it's like Jessica Chastain, Chastain's character is the good nurse. Mm-hmm. Like, it, kind of like that, just that thing by the end. I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I like that. Like, that's, yeah. All right. Because she helped get him caught, mm-hmm. basically.
1: Um, the real good nurse was the friends we made all along. Yeah. I haven't done that one in a while. caught
0: murders. But no, nah, man, that was, it was pretty tense. All right. Good. Netflix movies are like I feel like Netflix movies are, on average, pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think Netflix it if they set their mind to it, they can churn out a lot of pretty good stuff. Yeah, um, they've
0: got their Brights. Yep, but they've also got then. their El Caminos, which which I've heard is really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I did. I didn't think of Bright as literally the movie Bright. I thought of, like, Bright Highlights, and then I thought El Camino was the point of comparison in the other direction. I was like, I thought that was supposed to be good. Nah, Bright was rough. Roma. Roma's incredible. Roma.
0: What are other Netflix originals? There's there's a lot of Netflix originals. They
1: they do a ton of stuff. Um, Well, that's the thing. I mean, you throw a bunch of money and talent at these problems, and you're going to get a good normal distribution of stuff.
0: Except, as of a couple days ago, Netflix... What'd they do? They, I think they unintentionally released their, uh, password sharing approach that you have to every 31 days log into the same IP address. Mm. And so, yeah, if you're sharing inconvenient, yep. Which I mean, they've been saying for a while that they're going to crack down on it, but now we know how they're going to do it. And it's kind of hard to get away from if you don't live in the same area as, who you're sharing with yep so we may just have to share with neighbors yep <laughs> it's like go to your next one and be like hey want to share netflix
1: yeah do a whole negotiations like i'm prepared to offer hulu espn plus <laughs> <laughs> uh hbo max um i want in return netflix uh and i want amazon prime so that i can buy things and have them shipped to my house too yeah um using your credit card anyway anyway anything else that's all I got. Shouts me. We shout. A weird
0: landing of the episode.
1: Yep. I had a good time. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you can check us out on TikTok at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, same handle, technically, um, although there's nothing interesting there. Uh, nothing new interesting there. There's some old interesting stuff. Um, we have a Facebook, sort of. Uh, we have a gmail justice at gmail.com where you can send us interesting emails and we'll read those look forward to next week when we'll have a whole bunch of super bowl trailers to not care about it's kind of weird that this is becoming our shtick that we just don't care about things anymore yeah yeah we're getting snobby we're getting burned out yeah and just overcome with other responsibilities and interests yeah life yep that being said every now and then we get to watch a good movie like the banshees of indish are gonna be an ant-man Great. Cool. And Transformers. Great. Cool. And Fast X. Fast Great, X. cool. And John Wick. Oh, would it be surprised oh. Will we get any surprise trailers?
0: Uh not expected as Mission Impossible.
1: Ooh, that'd be fun. I'm hyped for that one. Uh anyway, yeah, Super Bowl trailers next week. And then Yeah, I don't know I don't I don't know. Um I'm gonna start the three body problem. Next, after this Kandinsky book. So, I've got that that I'm going to think about. But yeah, I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.